Welcome to one of our many Prime Cuts stories, usually done just for our Patreon supporters, who receive a regular dose of Prime Cuts episodes like this one as a thank you for their monthly support. But this one's going out to all of our audience today to let you know what our Patreon supporters are getting. And the Patreon version is ad-free, just so you know. And now, our story. The true story of two little bears. I'm going to share a story with you today about two little bears, one of whom almost all of you know and have heard of. The one you know is a little naive and slow-witted, but he's also very friendly and kind and steadfast true to his friends. He's also a talented poet, and whenever he's concentrating, he always says, hmm, as if to help him think. He is particularly fond of honey and is forever getting himself in tight jams with his efforts to find and enjoy honey. Snack time for this little bear is any time, as long as he can find honey. And the time doesn't matter, because his clock stopped a long time ago at five minutes to eleven, and he's happy with that. He's very social, and after his best friend Christopher, he numbers a pig, an owl, a tiger, a rabbit, a kangaroo, and a donkey as his best friends. He lives with Christopher and all his friends in a place called the Hundred Acre Wood. I'll bet you know what his name is. Well, I haven't said anything about the second bear yet, because he's a story that most people have never heard. But you're in luck today, because I really like to tell stories, especially true stories. And this one is a humdinger of a true story. But to enjoy this story, you're going to have to board a train— and we're going to go back in time about a hundred years. And if you ask any one hundred-year-old person, they'll tell you it wasn't that long ago. This train has been traveling through the Canadian countryside for a few days, having started in Winnipeg, Manitoba, then crossing a whole lot of country on its way to an army training camp in Valcartier, Quebec. Harry was 18 years old and was recently graduated from a veterinary college and with World War I about to ramp up, he'd been asked to join the army so they could use his experience working with animals, especially horses, which the army used a lot back in those days. As the train pulled into a small station along the way, Harry couldn't believe what he was seeing at the depot. There was an older man sitting on a bench under the overhang at the depot, smoking a pipe and watching the train come to a stop. Next to the man sat a small bear cub. Now that wasn't something you ever saw at a train depot, so Harry was very interested in meeting the man and the bear. When the train finally came to a stop, Harry hurried onto the platform and took a seat on the bench next to the man and the bear. And the first thing the little bear did was climb onto Harry's lap and lick his face. The old man smiled and said, She's for sale, young man. She's an orphan cub, has no mother, and I'll sell her to you for $20 if you're interested. Harry didn't have to think about it long. He was a veterinarian. He knew he could feed it and raise it. It would all depend on the training camp he was going to as to whether or not they would accept it, and his captain. So he picked up the little bear, which was hugging his neck and licking his ear now, and climbed aboard the train. Needless to say, the other servicemen on the train, including his captain, started asking all kinds of questions. After a while, he convinced his captain that he knew how to take care of it, 
and that this was a rescue, because he wasn't sure the little bear, who hadn't been fed in a while, would make it without his help. He told the captain he would feed her condensed milk. The captain asked Harry if the bear had a name, and Harry considered that for a second, then answered, Yes, his name is Winnipeg, after our hometown. By the time they reached the training camp, the name had been shortened by all of them to Winnie. Harry's job was training horses that would be needed for battle, and Winnie stayed right with them as Harry checked out the horses' hearts and legs to make sure they were fit for service. Sometimes Winnie would nuzzle the horse's muzzle. If the horse snorted, Winnie would tremble and jump back, and Harry would hold the cub until he calmed down. In their off hours, they played a game called hide-and-seek biscuits. Harry would hide a biscuit in his pocket, and Winnie would work all around Harry trying to find it. Sometimes, when Harry was assigned to duties where Winnie couldn't go, the other soldiers watched her, and they walked her, and sometimes they had to chase her. But she always came back to sleep under Harry's bunk. One morning, while Harry was tying up his bootlaces in the tent, Winnie tried to climb the tent pole, and her weight caused the tent pole to shake, and the tent almost collapsed. But Harry got to her first and restored the pole to its upright position. It was then that he realized that Winnie needed a tree to climb, which young bears like to do. He would always keep her on a leash when she climbed, because there are few things harder to do than trying to get a bear out of a tree. Hi, everyone. The holiday season is upon us, and I'll be glued to the telly for BritBox on many a night. I've already shared with you the fact that I keep up with Father Brown and Poirot at BritBox. I also check out their new stuff, like the new series Archie, which tells the story of Archie Leach, otherwise known to millions of filmgoers as Cary Grant. This story comes from his daughter Jennifer Grant and ex-wife Diane Cannon. It's a series. The performance of Jason Isaacs, who plays Cary Grant, is top-notch. I highly recommend it. You can only find it on my favorite TV, BritBox. Sign up to BritBox today to stream Archie and other fan favorites today from any device. I have a special limited-time offer for my U.S. and Canadian listeners. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for a monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use my promo code 1001STORIES at checkout. Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Just use promo code 1001STORIES at BritBox.com. Try it. You'll like it. A month went by, and the captain was told to order his men to get ready to board a ship to England so they could fight in the war, which was in France. When Harry's company boarded the SS Manitou, Harry and Winnie headed up the gangplank together. Winnie was a good sailor and never got seasick. But Harry, now that was another story. He spent most of that voyage in sickbed, and the other soldiers enjoyed time with Winnie, but she always came back to Harry at bedtime. They reached England and trained for seven more weeks, but then orders came that it was time to head for the battlefields of France, and Harry couldn't take Winnie for fear that she might come to harm. So he contacted the London Zoo. He found out that they had just completed a new bear place called Mappin Terraces, and they said they'd be glad to take Winnie. On the ride to the London Zoo, Winnie sat in Harry's lap as the driver made his way through traffic to the zoo. When she wasn't sitting in his lap, she was scratching at the door or wriggling on the seat. She knew something was up. 
When they got there and met the bear keeper, Winnie and Harry sat down on a brick wall for a long goodbye. Winnie mewed like a bear cub does because she knew she was losing her best friend. And Harry was doing his best to hold it together. Winnie, I'll visit whenever I can, he said. And when this war ends, I'll come back and take you home with me to Winnipeg. And she seemed to know just what he was saying. When Harry left, Winnie made friends with two brown bear cubs that were there, and things went well with them. But a big Himalayan bear who was there wasn't so friendly. When she got too close, he took a swat at her and raked her with his claws, causing her to yelp in pain and run to the other side of the enclosure. At first, the zookeepers were worried. But after two days, their worries were eased a bit when they saw Winnie and the big bear playing tug-of-war with a stick. Winnie turned out to be a main attraction at the London Zoo as she grew, and soon she was friendly with all the bears and the visitors. The zookeepers trusted her so much that they even let some children ride on her back. Keep in mind, this was the old days. Harry made it back a few times on leave, and when Winnie saw him, she would run to him. He could see that everything was going well for her, and that made him happy. When the end of the war came, Harry made a visit and saw how happy Winnie was living there at the zoo, so he decided to leave her there and return to his home in Winnipeg. That was in 1919. One day, when Winnie was nearly 11 years old, a little boy visited her. "'Oh, bear!' cried the boy, whose name was Christopher Robin. He hugged Winnie and fed her milk. The boy's father, who was a well-known author, watched his son laughing and playing with the bear. And all the way home, Christopher talked about nothing but that little bear. He had discovered that the bear's name was Winnie. At home, at bedtime, Christopher would snuggle under the covers with Edward Bear, his toy bear. One night his father came into the room and asked, Would you and Edward Bear like to hear a story? And of course, all boys and girls like to hear stories. So Christopher said yes. But he said, Dad, Edward has changed his name. It's now Winnie, Winnie the Pooh. And his dad began a story that went like this. Once upon a time, there lived in a forest called the Hundred Acre Wood, a bear named Winnie the Pooh. And soon, many other stories came from those storytelling sessions, and those stories turned into famous books. And so ends the story of the two bears. The first bear, Winnie, lived to a grand old age at the London Zoo, and Christopher visited him often. And the second bear, Winnie the Pooh, lives forever in our hearts as one of the kindest, most thoughtful, and most steadfast loyal bears that you will ever meet. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Prime Cuts. These are special stories that play only for our Patreon subscribers who help us out with monthly pledges. And I wanted to share this one with all of our listeners as we ask you to visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash 1001 Stories Network and share your support usually less than a cup of coffee per month to help us out. I used to be shy about asking for subscribers, but no more. Having new subscribers is our life's blood, and it enables me to do this full-time now, so I can do stories like this one in addition to our four existing 1001 networks. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you enjoy the story.